Welcome to A to Z Sports. I am Zach Bingham. He is Jonathan Crompton. We have a loaded show today. We are powered by BetMGM. You see that promo code right there on the screen, A to Z Sports. You can download the app and win big this weekend. Also, got to thank our presenting sponsors because they make all of this possible, including Mandu. 15-minute workout is absolutely what you need. I did it on Wednesday. Your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai, I absolutely love my Hyundai. They have your perfect make and model model at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And the Bone and Joint Institute right there in Franklin, the state-of-the-art facility. If you're injured, something something's gone wrong as you've gotten a little bit older, well, you can go right there to their specialist at the Bone and Joint Institute plus Renters Warehouse, RentersWarehouse.com, right here in Nashville, $89 a month. That's all it takes if you need to rent out a property that you own. They are the professional landlords. They will take care of it. They've got you covered at RentersWarehouse.com. All right, Crompton, let's get this party started with Josh Heupel. Josh Heupel this week on Wednesday this is what he said when asked about the Vols quarterback situation, and in particularly Joe Milton going into this game. What kind of information was he going to give? Well, he gave this information. Yeah, I mean, we'll find out where he's at and where he's during the course of the week. And so there's multiple factors that play into who the guy that's going to be taking snaps. A whole lot of nothing. He, he didn't, he he didn't the tell us much. Media. <laughs> so, Crompton, my, my first question, what have you kind of seen from Milton? We saw Hooker uh, come in the game last week against Pitt. Uh, he showed some good and bad things. But what, what have you seen from Joe Milton from the first two games that, that Tennessee has played, uh, just overall in quarterback play? I mean, <laughs> it's it's really hard to say. I mean, I and I say that in all honesty because – you know, right now he's at 51% completion percentage. But if you go watch the tape, he's got to get more comfortable. He's just – he's overthrowing everybody. He, he's letting his arm kind of do all the work rather than letting his mechanics and trust for the system. And I say that with an asterisk because he's only been in the system prior to last week, 20 practices. So it's not like there's a lot of trust there right now. It's just he's he's got to learn to take what they give you and right now it's either feast or famine, it looks like. It's either just straight-up home run ball or we're going to throw a screen route or a bubble route, which are essentially the same thing. So, I'm not, you know, I, I like what I saw at the beginning of the season, the first couple drives, but he, he's got to show the ability to hit the intermediate and the deep when the deep is open to, to really gain everybody's trust. Yeah, well, and, and I thought – Going into the season, there's a reason why he transferred to Tennessee, right? Okay. You know, Hypo brought him in for a reason, and he yep. ended up being the starter. Physically, he is so gifted at quarterback, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and, and we saw that at Michigan. There was a reason why he was such a highly recruited uh, yep. there. Transfers to Tennessee, comes in, has a very short window to learn Hypo's offense. Have you felt like I mean, obviously the offense has improved from what we've seen with Garantano and and the previous regime. Yes. Have you seen what you've wanted to see just in two games from Milton being able to to kind of control the offense? Maybe not necessarily his physical skills of, and we'll get to to his rocket arm and the good and bad of that. But just being able to understand and execute the offense that he's asked to do. 
Yeah, yeah, I think that that's there for sure. It's it's more so the on the coaches to adjust the game plan. Um, if you you know if you listen to the game last week with Alabama, Bill O'Brien's got three three game plans depending on who's playing quarterback. They all are different. So hopefully our guys have a similar deal going. With Milton's going to be a little more close to home, a little more you know a little smaller. I would say just because of the practices he's had, he hasn't had a spring. Not to say anything about him, it's just he hasn't had the time to learn all the in-depth parts of the offense that the other guys have. But then kind of touch on what you said. It, they brought him in for a reason. So they've obviously seen or not seen something in everybody else. So they're like, we want this guy to come in. And we'll kind of scale back the offense to let him play. Um, so it's kind of an interesting dynamic. It really is to see. But I just we need to open up things a little more and not be as predictable because when we start getting into SEC play, it's a, as everybody knows, that is a totally different ball game. You know, Bowling Green and Pitt, don't wrong, Pitt might be a sleeper in the ACC to kind of wreck up the ACC a little bit, but it's not like they're a powerhouse. You know, so it's – that that's my thing is we've got to be able to be a little more consistent with with our game plan not and not be as predictable as well, especially going to get into SEC play soon. Yeah, well, and that Pitt game, man, I – they started out so well. They had the block punt. They're up 10 nothing. You felt like Pitt was going to make a comeback. They had the quarterback, and, and they had the team to come back. But Tennessee down the stretch, we're going to talk about Hendon Hooker here in a second. But I do want to play this clip from WATE-TV in Knoxville, Channel 6. They had a package that they ran on, on, on Joe Milton and Heupel discussing Maybe some of the overthrows and maybe some of the things that they asked Milton to do that he couldn't execute in that first and second quarter prior to his injury because he had he had players he had players that could have scored that could oh. have extended that lead and changed the game. Oh yeah, wanted, wanted us to, to to view this. We call those plays with any of the quarterbacks too. Um, we have confidence in those guys. We've seen them hit, seen Joe hit those those plays in, in practice and scrimmages, competitive situations where you're going good on good too. And um, there's plenty of uh, guys running behind the defense that, uh, that we got to hit. And uh, whether that's more air on the ball, uh, whether it's you know driving it on them uh, on a couple of them. Um, at the end of the day, quarterback's got to make it right with his arm and, and deliver an accuracy. So you saw it there, yeah. Overthrows that that has kind of been the book out on Milton. And I saw a comment earlier just saying, you know, Ed Rogers says Milton equals disappointment. I've been disappointed in the overthrows, absolutely right, because you got to hit yeah. those. And that's his that's his ability. Is he has the rocket arm to make those big plays? But you haven't seen that. What's the problem there, in your opinion? Well, that's, I've touched that on the you know our weekly show, halftime and post game show, where it's all about fundamentals with our shoulders. We, if you, I always tell the guys that I work with, shoulders have to be level to your throw. If I'm throwing ten yards ahead of me, obviously that's going to be different. If I'm throwing fifty yards. I've got to tilt my shoulders a little bit because of the trajectory. The ball has to be different on every type of throw, um, and you can tell he's he's relying on his arm. Don't wrong, dude's got a cannon. I mean, I'm talking about. I don't know if I've seen a, an arm this strong in a long time, just pure natural ability to be able to throw it. But that doesn't necessarily transfer to games. But, you know, the, the positive is it's, it, I say it's only game two. We obviously don't know where he's at injury-wise. But 
given the, I think given the time, if he had spring, it would be a little different because right now he, you can tell he's feeling the pressure of I've got to hit it. I've got to hit it. He hasn't had the the time with the receivers in the summer and all this to really work on the, the continuity of how they run routes, what their actual speed is. Game speed is a little different. And I see a comment. He has no touch. 100% agree with that. Not going to, won't deny that at all. So one of the best things a quarterback can have is touch. Can you develop that? I mean, as you a can, quarterback, yeah. look, you played the majority of your life quarterback. That was your life, right? Yeah. Can you develop, and you yourself had a pretty damn strong arm. How do you hone that in? And, you know, accuracy, it's the number one. I mean, I, I think it's the number one attribute that you need as a quarterback to be successful and make it to the league and do all of that stuff. You have to have some intangibles. But if you have this gift and you don't know how to use it, what's it worth, right? Can you develop yeah. – can can the coaches that, – that was a problem with Jeremy Pruitt's uh, coaching staff They and, and Butch Jones and the list goes on, yep. is with the players they had, they could not take their skill set and improve them. Yes. Can Milton improve his touch and his accuracy, and can the coaching staff, Heupel's coaching staff, do that? Yeah, Joe Burrow. Look at his junior year. Average, average year, right at LSU. Joe Brady comes in. They hone some. They hone a few things in. The system fit him perfectly. Voila. But I'm not saying that's what's going to happen with Milton. I'm just saying those things can happen. Um, it's just getting with the right people, you know, and the right people that know what they're talking about and know how to teach you specifically. Because every kid learns differently. You know what I mean? Every kid needs to be coached in a certain way. Some kids like to be yelled at and screamed at and Oh yeah, we're you know that type of. Some people don't like to be yelled at. It just depends on their mentality. So he needs to get with somebody that can get to him, get the information to him properly, and show him how to do it. And just you're gonna have to drill it over and over and over, where it becomes second nature. Then it turns into game. So it takes some time, but it can be done. Uh, in the problem that they got Florida next week, <laughs> there is no. It's time. not gonna happen in a week. I hate to say it. <laughs> it's not gonna right? happen. But. But what they can do is they can design plays, which you can tell they've done. The the plays or the play I talked about last week at, at uh, halftime and at the end of the game was when they snuck the tight end right up the middle, Milton overthrew it, Hooker hit him. It was the same play. They designed that perfectly for that defense against Pitt. So getting him kind of easy throws, but not necessarily for him, not necessarily 20 yards down the field, but, you know, 10 and under just to get his confidence going, then start extending it down. You can tell that's kind of, or at least that's my opinion on where they need to go with him. Some guys like to just go take a deep shot right off the bat and they don't care if they overthrow it. Well, when you've overthrown six touchdowns somewhere in that range, you're not, you need to reel that back in a little bit and get some confidence built back within yourself. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, let's get to our first question, get some uh, the chat involved, and that is which quarterback is it Joe Milton or Hendon Hooker, which we'll talk a little bit more about Hooker in this segment, gives the Vols the best chance to win. Plus, we'll sprinkle a little Harrison Bailey on the tail end of that. Now, Ooh. he didn't get an opportunity, but uh, this week they play an inferior opponent, so you're going to get probably some quarterbacks getting some playing time. But which quarterback 
is it Milton or Hooker gives the Vols the best chance to win? We're asking you guys that in the chat, comment in the comment section. But first, I am going to talk about our great sponsor, Mandu. Get your workout on. Your first workout is absolutely free. They are the pulse of fitness. 15 minutes simulates five hours in the weight room. I know that's crazy, but it is the truth. I do it every single week. I'm in Green Hills here in Nashville. It's about three minutes up the road. I did one Wednesday. I have the opportunity. I may do one Sunday morning before our game day show live at Mill Creek Tap Room for the Titans because I'll have some time. It's an afternoon game because they're playing in Seattle. But Mandu has got you covered. First workout, absolutely free. It will change your life. It has changed Austin and myself's lives. We make it a part of our routine. Go to mandu.com and schedule your first workout Crompton, please go tell the people about BetMGM for them to win a little bit of money. Yeah, they need to download the BetMGM app today. Tonight's game, UCF Louisville, code A to Z100, $1 money line bet. Guys, $1. I'm going to I'm gonna probably waste a dollar, or not waste it, but spend a dollar tonight on this money line. Either team scores a touchdown, $100 to you. You can't beat those odds. 100 to 1, we look for those all the time. So download the BetMGM app today, and let's have some fun. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. The question we we asked you guys was, which quarterback, Joe Milton or Hendon Hooker, gives the Vols the best chance to win? Clayton says he'd like to see Harrison Bailey. I'm curious to I see. I knew somebody was going to do it. But yeah, yeah. Pre, your opinion on that is here in a second. Jeff says Hooker. Milton is trash, like he's been saying. That's Big Ten Jeff right there. Danny D says, I think Hooker does right now, but rather see Milton try to put it together for his upside, Sean Gill says Hooker. I still think Bailey will have the best passing game, though. Uh, Danny says, "Look, I don't know. Milton missed throws, but when Hooker came in, didn't see it get get it done, and that that was the truth last week. Hooker yeah. had his opportunity to beat Pitt, and I think we'd be singing a, a, a different tune." Tim comes in there and says, "We've we've seen all of Milton. We need to make a decision." So it's got to either be Hooker or Bailey. Crompton, where do you go on this question? And I'll just open open end it. Which quarterback gives the Vols the best chance to win on the roster? This week or overall? Because to me, to me, the, the, I think any this, any quarterback can win this week. Well, or let me tell you, okay, I, I got you. I'm with you. I'm 100 agree with that. So for obviously this week, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Hooker just because we don't know Milton's health yet. Um. And I'm going to slightly disagree with somebody that said when Hooker came in, we didn't get it done. Well, if we call a different fourth down play, we get it done. Fourth in two centimeters and we do something stupid. Right. So to yeah, me, that was the game. game. And again, that is that is football. So I'm saying I'm disagreeing because of that. But guess what? He is. He's also right. We didn't get it done. So I'm, I'm going to go with the play call of why we didn't get it done. But bottom line is we didn't do it. So I'm still going to go hooker, though, this week. Um, I, I just think if you look at the numbers, I mean, I'll, I'll read them off real quick. He's only played, what, a little over two quarters, somewhere in that range? Yeah. Uh, so Milton, uh, Milton's got, what, technically four, even though he came, he came out with, like, two drives left to Bowling Green. So four. He's got five and a half. We'll say that. So two and a half to five and a half. And – Hooker's got more passing yards, 193 to 189, right? Um, now, those if, have if, asterisks because of the if deep If Milton would have hit on any of those passes. You know what? 
I said if Milton would have hit on any of those deep passes, that and, and that, that's what I said. That's an asterisk. But the bottom line is, at least Hooker's hitting him. He's sixteen to twenty-two in two and a half quarters for one ninety-three, two touchdowns and a pick. Now the interception was bad, but that also comes from he's not he hasn't gotten any game reps yet. He's probably not getting a lot of these plays in practice. So I'm going to say right now the upside is with Hooker, especially this week. Get him almost like a spring game type feeling. Go out there, do what we got to do early. Get him out by halftime or you know halfway through the third. Let Bailey go in, get some reps with that way. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that's just my opinion. I think I think I agree with you, Crompton, because Milton, you know his arm strength is a catch twenty two. You love it, but it's useless. A gun is useless without any bullets. Yes, exactly. right. And and I feel like that's kind of what Joe Milton is. He's useless yeah. because he doesn't know how to use his arm. You can throw it 70 yards, but nobody gives a damn if nobody catches it, right? Like, exactly. And that's that has been the case. Let's face it. We've seen a little bit. I don't think we've seen enough, but we've seen a little bit to say that he cannot accurately throw that deep ball that, that can change games, that can change this program, yep. that can change the perception of Tennessee fans and what they think about Joe Milton. And exactly. I think that is the problem. What do you need right now? I think you need a guy more like, and we'll get to Harrison Bailey here in a second, but more like Hendon Hooker, and I agree with you. I think this week, Hypo will make the right decision and play Hooker. E even if Milton was available, I think you should still get Hooker reps. Because what are you going to have to do? Like, and, and It's kind of... A, it kind of goes back on the, the scheme and the philosophy, but Hypo wants quick pace, right? He he yep. doesn't have the, the players to do that quite yet. You, you yet. can't be Louisiana Lafayette and Raging Cajuns against SEC teams. Like we saw last night in Ohio, Ole Miss does it. They're quick. But if you go against really good defenses, you're going to go three and out, and you're going to give them the opportunity to score a lot more often. I think Hooker can get you quick first downs and then – Go up, you run the football, you run a little bit of clock, and that's what you're going to have to do to manage games in the SEC with the roster you have today. Yeah. Well, and I said that last week is, and this is not a slight on any kid on that roster because it, you know, bottom line is you're playing, you're playing in the SEC. It's not like nobody's, nobody's necessarily bad. But I, this is where I touched on week one when it came to Milton. And I'll use the guy's name, Quincy Avery. I know he. some people love him, some people hate him. I like him for the simple fact that he tells it how it is and he tells what he believes is true, okay? Just because you're a Division One coach or a professional NFL team coach does not mean you know what you're doing. Just bottom line. And I'm not, I don't know these coaches on the staff. That's not what I'm getting at. But I'm saying that to kind of reiterate what you said about the arm strength, the most overrated attribute as a quarterback arm the that is the most overrated go look and it's funny I'm going to use Peyton Manning because not no not because of Tennessee because he has some really good one-liners over the years about his arm when Richard Sherman tried to make fun of him about th not throwing spirals well, not those Super Bowl ducks right so at the end of the day if you know where you're throwing the ball and when to throw it you don't have to have a cannon and that's where these coaches got to get with Milton and and physically teach him the ins and outs of the offense so he because the, the most upside is him by far 
size, what, 6'4", 6'5", 240, can run really well, throw the piss out of a ball. So he has the most upside, but they've got to get the coaching down. Look what happens when you go to an Alabama, right? You're, it doesn't matter what coach is in there. They somehow always get developed. Right. You can have Jacob Coker or you can have, you know, Bryce Young that is now the, the you quarterback. See what I'm saying? Like, so they bring in the right coaches that know how to develop the player. Because when you go to college, you're you're a kid. You're not a man. You're a kid. Some kids go to college at 17. Some go at 18, depending on the state. Some go at 19. But you're still a kid. You're not fully developed in your athletic ability yet. It's just not going to happen. So that's my thing is I think this week Hooker gives us the best chance just because of health and he's completing the ball. But if they've got to do something with Milton because the kid's upside is off the charts. But they've got to get him developed more fundamentally, and that's on the coaches. No, and, and you're absolutely right. I think Brent brings up a comment I don't fully agree with because he starts out with this week doesn't matter. I think for Tennessee, actually, oh, no, this, this does week, matter. this does matter because of the situation you're in. If you were comfortable in the first two weeks and Milton was really, really good, but somehow Pitt just beat you at the end or something like that, then you could go into this, this week saying, hey, probably doesn't matter. It's just about getting reps. But I think you've got such a question mark with the injury to Milton and look, we'll we'll hear it again. Hypel basically uh, dip, dud, dock, dodge, dived all the other D's for this question <laughs> on when he, they he was asked this week who's going to start a quarterback. If, he, if he's healthy, is he your starter? Or is yeah, I mean we'll find out where he's at, and where he's during the course of the week, and so there's multiple factors that play into who the guy that's going to be taking snaps. I'm not going to answer your question right now, so I'm just going to say this and move forward. And that's kind of what he did. I actually don't blame him because I think, Compton, I think you and I are on the same page. I think Hooker needs to take the majority of these snaps. Yes. Because, I, man, I really truly believe that Hooker, if you kind of settle him down, he's played – they'll both have played big-time football, but Hooker has experience at he's Virginia Tech. He has. He's yeah. played more big-time football. And Milton – I mean, he's kind of having the same problems that he had in Michigan in his short time there. And so that means, and he's not had a lot of time to correct that, but got the starting job, unfortunate injury popped up. Where is Harrison Bailey in this conversation? We all know Brian Maurer, you know, is, is on the internet right now doing something. I don't know what he's doing, but he's not playing. Harrison Bailey was the highly touted, you know, gunslinger out of Georgia that was coming in there with all of these records that threw all of these touchdown passes, the unfortunate situation, he went to Tennessee, the coaching staff changed. So, you know, the playing time changed. Let's just face it. They get two guys to come in and transfer because that is the, the new look of college football. And he gets demoted. All of a sudden he blinks his eye and he wakes up in Knoxville and he's third string quarterback. Yep. Can he, should he get an opportunity? Can he get an opportunity? Do you want to see him get an opportunity? Or is this just a transfer portal waiting to happen? Oh, man. How long do how long do we have today? Well, hey, as we, <laughs> we have you know as long as you want. Because the, the way the way I look at it, we, me and uh, Charlie kind of touched on this last week a little bit. This week, I hate to say it this way, Bailey's best – thing that could happen was Milton going down last week. 
for the fact of this week coming up. Because now what we all expect and what should happen, should happen, is hookers should go in. We should beat the brakes off of them. We should because we're better than them, right? And we Bailey needs to be in the game sometime right at halftime or first or second drive in the third quarter and let him get reps to see what he can do. Because I know myself included, but we're all interested to see what type of offense they would run with him. All right. Is it going to be just straight up drop back out of the shotgun? Right. Is it going to be play action, RPOs, whatever? We don't know. So for him, this week's huge. And I touched on this last week. This is just a personal opinion. If, if I'm him and I don't get reps this week, might have to chunk the deuces, fellas. And I say that because, and I don't say that in a bad way. It's just the fact that that's what college football is now. When I was in, when I was playing, it wasn't that way. But now you get the one free transfer, all this stuff. If he doesn't play this week against a lesser team, and then he's not going to play unless it's injury once SEC plays, because we've seen they haven't done it yet. He might be, he might be having that inner circle conversation of what's our next move. And I want to see. I, I hate him. to see it, but it's that's the reality of football now. I want to see him. I want to see him play. I think that I, he was my choice again. I, I was not at fall camp. I didn't watch a damn practice. They don't yeah. open that thing to anybody. So I, I trust the coaches that they made the correct decision, and it went Melton Hooker and then Bailey. But from what we saw, the little that we saw in the dif- dysfunction under Jeremy Pruitt, I mean Bailey is. And John Gill says Bailey is is too talented to be the number three guy. I have that same sort of feeling. I believe that Harrison Bailey, he he has shown accuracy. You know, Brian Maurer came in against Florida and he was overthrowing guys in the end zone in the stands. Right, like the one he has a rocket arm, but he can't control. If this is five or six years from now, we're all hoping that our number three is a Mac Jones. Right, but this isn't five or six years from now, so he is too talented to be the number three. We don't have that depth yet. If we have that depth, then we're going to do. We're set up for years. Look at them, blah blah blah. We don't have that yet, so totally agree with that comment for what we have in Knoxville right now. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm with you. I, I'll watch this game uh, tomorrow because I want to see if he plays. I want to see if he plays well. I I want this three headed QB controversy going into SEC play. And you're going to have that because of Milton's injury. You said it earlier. That opened the door to everything. That Mm -hmm. opened the door to Harrison Bailey actually staying in Knoxville. But if he doesn't play this week and it's all hooker, and if Milton does get some snaps, I would leave too. I'm going. Watch this. I'm just going to throw it in there. I would like to hear people's opinion. I want to know your opinion. Hypothetically speaking, we all hope he doesn't leave. If you're him, where would you go? I know my spot. And I can transfer anywhere, right? Yeah, you can go anywhere right now. Because it because it's, it's from my understanding. Keyword, my understanding. I, I haven't looked into depth. But think about it. Last year didn't count, so you're still a freshman right now. So if you leave early enough, you can still redshirt this year and only be – you see what I'm getting at? Like – Last year, kind of threw a wrench and everything. I know where I'm going. Where are you going? Is it is it Clemson, nope. Ole Miss, or Penn nope. State? Nope. So they're zero for three. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Only Charlie knows because we talked about it post game last week. I, I want to go. Are you I, and there's another reason to watch our halftime post game show. Live notifications on all Vols games all year mm-hmm. long. So if you didn't play at Tennessee, you know, you're not going to go to Alabama or Clemson or Ohio State. You're probably just not going to play. So it's got to be at a, a, a place where you can play and at Ooh, least we got earn some the job. We got some people that are red hot. Is it Georgia? I would go to Georgia. You're you're from Georgia. It's your hometown team. JT Daniels, as long as he plays well enough, will leave. They don't have a guy after JT Daniels. Worst case scenario, he comes back next year. You're one year down. You still got three years. Um, that if I'm him, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, but see, everybody's got to remember JT Daniels is a senior, but he's not because last year did not count. Right. If he wants to come back, he can. Now, would I if I were him? Depend on how he plays the rest of the year. But see, he's not even going to play this week, from my understanding. I. So, I don't know. That's just, like I said, it's just a hypothetical question. I hope he doesn't leave, obviously. Yeah, but no, does, and I, I don't I, – I hope he doesn't leave either, but I think he will if he doesn't play. And I, and, and, and that's – And that's, you can't blame him. It's a, you, you it's a business. For that. It's, well, it's turned into a business, right? When, mm-hmm. when guys get cut or guys get traded in professional sports, it's a business, man. Sorry. Like, well, and the NIL made it even – there's no amateurism nowadays. Now, because NIL, there's the, the definition of amateurism is out the window, right? So I saw a commercial, and I'm not going to say the, the team, but there was a starting quarterback for an ACC school that now is doing commercials for a roofing company, right? right? And so it's, first off, kudos, good for him, but amateurism's out the window. So you're right. This turned into a business, right? And – and he's got to get. So he's got to put himself. Brent says that Georgia's got a five-star quarterback and uh, number one quarterback in the country on the bench. Has he played? He hasn't shown what he can do yet. Baylor was the same. Baylor was of, the same way. Yeah, if right? you go to those type of places, you're going to have that type of talent, exactly. right? It. I mean, Harrison Bailey just wants an opportunity to mm-hmm. compete and win, and unfortunately, he got backdoored by two transfer quarterbacks and a brand new head coach. And that, that see, that's the, the hard part way. about that's. Well, see, that's the hard part in today's world of fo- college football. If you're a coach, not the head coach, but an assistant coach, and your head coach gets fired, and the school's telling you, oh, we're going to let you interview, you know you're not getting help. The new guy's going to bring in his own guys. It's very rare if you're get if you a carryover. Um, and if you're especially a quarterback, but and quarterbacks and kickers are the only one that one plays, really. If you are a quarterback, you better you best believe that if it's a – quarterback head coach he's gonna bring in his guys that's just that's just the bottom line and it sucks for him because the dude's a hell of a player I hope he gets a chance and I hope whoever plays I hope plays well but if I all I'm saying is if I'm him and I don't play this week I gotta have a talk with my inner circle whoever that may be for him about what's best for him yeah, I, I, I'm with you. And and to recap, they play Tennessee Tech at 11 a.m. early morning game Central Time uh, tomorrow. We're I, you and I are on the same page. We think Hooker should get the majority of the snaps. We're looking to see if Harrison Bailey will play. And then you know the whole caveat to this entire thing is if Milton comes out there and starts and plays really really good, he's solidified the position heading into Florida. And you want 
you kind of want that. You're going to well, no, we'll you talk do. about Florida Bana. You want to know and be secure in who's – that's something I did like about Hypo heading into the season, and that leads us into our, our next question, which is what's the – we'll start with the good news first. We'll save the bad news for the, the tail end. But what is the best thing that you've seen from the Vols in two games? We're going to put that in the chat. Comment in the comment section. We're broadcasting live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. What is the best thing that you've seen from the Vols in two games thus far? But first, I do want to tell you guys about Bone and Joint Institute. Don't fumble on your recovery. If you have, look, I've had at the Bone Institute, uh, Bone and Joint Institute, doctors, Dr. Thomas has fixed my shoulder. I had a torn labrum. He's now at the Bone and Joint Institute. Austin just torn his ACL. His doctor is now at the Bone and Joint Institute. If you've got a, a a hip injury or a leg injury, look, as you get older, you run into things that you have are unforeseen, right? You're playing basketball, something happens. Well, don't fumble on your recovery. Go to the Bone and Joint Institute. It's a state-of-the-art facility in Franklin, Tennessee. We broadcast there. Doc Talk is sponsored by there. They have really, really educated, smart doctors that can help you and fix you and improve your life. That is the big thing. Don't fumble on your recovery. Go to the boneandjointinstitute.com and visit them today. Crompton, tell the fine folks a little bit about BetMGM, though. Yeah, BetMGM, guys, download the app today. We all are going to watch the game tonight. Let's just call it like it is. So why not make a little bit of money doing it, right? Use code A to Z100, $1 money line, $1. All right, so let's make some money with this. A dollar money line wager wins you 100 bucks if either team, UCF or Louisville, scores a touchdown. I like those odds, right? This is not going to be an Air Force Army game. UCF, Louisville, $1 wins you $100, code A to Z100. Yes, and visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. Must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problems and support, call the Tennessee Red Line at one 800 889-9789. All right, Crompton. The question that we're asking, give me some positivity. Hit it, hit yeah. it to me. What is the best thing that you've seen from the Tennessee Volunteers in the first two games this season? I'm gonna steal Matthew Blevins. Well, I'll take back. I'm you stole my answer, Matthew, right? <laughs> the effort, man. They haven't quit. It, last year, year before, it seems like they would have just kind of shut down especially when things weren't going well. And I'm going to give a shout-out to the defense, man. They, they've been put in some bad situations. They've got the bend-but-don't-break mentality, and these guys are busting their rear end until the 60-minute hits. So, to me, the best thing is, man, these guys, you can tell they're willing to fight for each other on the field and, and not just hang it up, especially when things don't go their way, which they have in the, in the previous couple of years. No, I, I think I'm I'm with you. My best thing, and we'll go to the comments section. Uh, and Ricochet Ray says Austin looks like Jonathan Crompton. Jonathan Crompton Austin, looks like Austin. No, no, no. Good job, hey Austin. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, Blake Bear says the offense. If Milton doesn't throw six balls over the Smokies, we put up forty points a game. There's a lot of ifs and buts, beer and nuts there. Tim Tim says the wide receivers getting separation haven't hit them, but they've consistently been open. What do you think about Tim's comment? That's true, though. Um, I guess the only ball that wasn't overthrown was when Hyatt went up for the, the, the deep ball in the end zone and kind of came down and fell wrong. But that was the only time that we hadn't just been two or three yards behind the defense. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I like it a lot because the, they have they have been open. We have schematically gotten guys to get open deep, but that's where I go back with. We just if we haven't hit it, we got to adjust and come back to short underneath stuff to get him in a rhythm. No, absolutely. Randy brings up first quarter play. The past few years, it seems it'd take a, a half the game to get going. I've kind of seen that too. So, Randy, I, I'm going to follow that up. My best thing that I've seen from the Tennessee Volunteers, and we saw this too much last year with Jared Garantano, is they would they'd get in a game and then Garantano would throw the football into the other person's hands and it, it, the game would be over. They've protected the football pretty well. Now, they've had their mistakes. I'm not going to sit there and say they'd be, be perfect. Yeah. But they've had – I thought they've protected the ball and given them the opportunity to be in that pit game. Yeah. I wish I look, I I thought that they could come back and win. That fourth down call was huge. You score there. I do think that it is a different game. And I would say this they had the first down. They had that's oh my God. That that's unfortunate. Atrocious human error or spot. It's a bad, bad spot, and it changes the entire complexity of the game. But I, I do think that they've protected the ball well enough, and that's key heading into SEC play because those yeah. teams, Florida will eat your lunch if you turn the ball over and they get, you give them six points or yep. you give them a field goal. They usually will turn that into uh, to a touchdown. But uh, I, I've been impressed with how Hypo has done that, and I'll add, I'll add on to that, is – Heupel's offense, I like seeing Heupel's offense. I did not like Jeremy Pruitt's philosophy of, you know, is the old school, you know, run the ball and, uh, you know, play good defense and eye formation and all that stuff. Yep. And that offense only works if you don't make mistakes. <laughs> and well, that, no, exactly. well, today's game has changed. It used to be we're going to run instead of the pass. Now you're passing to set up the run game. It, The beauty of football is a never-ending evolution, right? And I say that meaning exactly what you're saying. We're not going to go out there in I formation, two tight ends, a uh, fullback, and just the old Alabama before Kiffin got there. And we're just going to pound it, pound it, pound it. Oh, play action. That that era is done. And Hypel is he's done a good job in in coming up with schemes to kind of really transfer into uh, to today's age. Yeah, and I think he set them up for success to win football games and. Uh, that I think is, is key. And Tim says five turnovers in two games. Well, guaranteed I, well, these are pick sixes, right? Like f- there's a couple of years ago, Florida, that game was over in the first quarter. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. It was 14, nothing. Well, and to kind of go off of that, even though there's five turnovers, that's what I'm, that's where I go back to the effort. And I had a, a, a specific note here about the defense. I put the defense has been put in bad field position and I put in all caps a lot and they've played well and they've 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 got the bend but don't break mentality if we do turn it over but we only give up three points that is still a win if we turn it over on our side of the 50 all right and we've done that a few times but our defense has our back that's the thing to me that's so encouraging is our defense is not going screw it god again and you could tell that used to be the kind of the the mindset was well well damn it here we go again now it's we've got this. We know we're going to come back. That you know, so I understand that those turnovers, but they don't feel like they're catastrophic right now. Right, 
And I think that's – No, they can be, but they haven't been, which is a positive. Yeah, and the defense has played well. The defense has at times have been swarming, right? Yeah. I mean – Seriously, and that's, I mean, I, it's been fun. The defense has been – I'm saying this as a quarterback. It's been one of the most fun things to watch so far on the team because the energy – and I said last week, I would much rather go to a guy and say, dude, you've got to slow down. Don't hit – don't, you know, do whatever it is to get a penalty, blah, 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 rather than going, you need to pick your effort up. And you can of- tell it that we've got to tell them to stop, back off. That's easier than saying, man, your effort's not there because, well, then it's just not going to be there. So uh, I get a question, a quarterback question. You know, okay. for a, for a quarterback, what kind of confidence does it give you when you have a defense and you're not doubting said defense, right? Like yeah. we've seen, like, and you come to the sidelines. Maybe you've made a mistake, or maybe you scored a touchdown. I don't think it really matters. And you come back to the sidelines. You're trying to get organized, but maybe when you're and here's a side question: Did you watch the game, or were you concentrating on your next series? No, I'm 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 with you. Um, it helps a lot, and actually, that's a great question because what you can actually take from that is, if you, it's a really in-depth answer. So I'm going to try to say it in an abbreviated way. You can tell how much confidence a coach and a quarterback have in their defense, depending on the play calls they call. Okay, if they're not afraid to go three and out, they've got, and I say that meaning. Not just going, hey, inside zone, inside zone, inside zone, four times three is 12, right? But if they're taking the shots like we have, have we hit them? No. But do I expect us to down the road? Yes, because it's only going to get better. So when they take those shots, that does show they have confidence in the defense to say, we know you're going to get our back because we're going to show teams we're going to take our shots. Yeah, we may put ourselves in a kind of behind eight ball offensively, but you're going to get us out of this. So that is that. So another way of looking at it. And then, you know, if you have the confidence in your defense, you just go over there, you get ready for your next drive, knowing that they're going to get you the ball back via turnover or if we turn it over, you know, really deep in our own end zone or our own side of the field, they only give up a field goal, something like that. So that's – I kind of feel like that's where we're at because our defense is playing really well. When you went, uh, when you were quarterback, did you watch the game? Like, did no. you watch the game, or did, were you concentrated on your next series? I did. I, I concentrated on the next series because, to me, I would live by. I, I tell my kids all the time: STM, short-term memory, meaning the last play. There's nothing you can do about it right now. Good, bad, and different. There's physically nothing you can do about that last play. Touchdown, interception, three and out, incomplete pass, completion short of the uh, down the game, whatever. Nothing you can do about it. So just move on, get ready for the next thing because the defense is over there. Or when their offense is on the field, their defense is getting ready for the next drive as well. So we've got to get ready. How are they going to adjust? So that was that was my mentality. Very interesting. Let's get to our next question. We asked what's the best thing that you've seen from the Vols in two games. We're not pulling any punches. What's the worst thing that you've seen from the Vols in two games? You know, they're not 2-0. and oh, They're 1-1. One and one. So uh, comment in the comment section. We're broadcasting live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. What's the worst thing that you've seen from the Vols in two games? But first, I do want to tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. The 2021 Palisade is sleek. It is unbelievable for a family. You got third row seating. You got 
bucket captain seats right there uh, in the back, and you have all the bells and whistles and the technology of Apple CarPlay, all for a great price. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. You can look at their inventory. I own a Sonata. I love that four-door sedan. It got a Santa Fe. You you can have the Elantra. They have your perfect make and model. You just maybe not know, know about it. You got a son or daughter about to turn 16, Christmas gift, whatever it is. If you're thinking about a car, go to WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Crompton, tell the fine folks about BetMGM. BetMGM. Guys, go download the app today. BetMGM. Use code A to Z100. $1 money line tonight. UCF Louisville. Either team scores a touchdown, you won 100 bucks. Like I've said it earlier. I mean, you can't beat those odds. 100 to 1 odds. Uh, I like my chances. I'm going to go play tonight. Download the BetMGM app. Let's have some fun with it. Come play with me. There you go. So, our next question, we're going best and worst. We've talked about yep. the best. The question is, what is the worst thing that you've seen the, from the Vols in two games? Rob says penalties. Yep. Jason says Milton. <laughs> uh, ben says they left 21 points on the field against Pitt, so that undisciplined Milton from Sean Gill. Zero force turnovers is bad, especially against Bowling Green for Matthew because Bowling Green is a bad football program right now. Uh, and we saw that Jeremy Banks making the same mistakes. Worst thing is quarterback play, five turnovers in two games from Brent. The worst thing is the quarterback play, plain and simple. Uh, Milton, because uh, he's trash, uh, second quarter play. So, you know, you had Randy say first quarter play was good, but second quarter play kind of regresses. Yeah. Coaching decisions from Danny. Got a lot more comments for worse than, than best, but that's kind of how it goes when you're one yeah. and one, and maybe you should have beaten that pet team, uh, pit team. William says O-line depth. What do you think, that, Robin? That's, that's actually a pretty good comment, that last one. But uh, I've got I've, I've got two, but I've got to narrow it down to one, and I'm going to just say overall quarterback play in the sense of the only because of the overthrows. Is it fixable? thousand percent. You know what I mean? So at least it's not – catastrophic as of yet okay but will, it is, it is will fixable. it be fixed well, it see, is that, fixable that, that's that's will the it be dollar fixed? question will it be i have no idea can it be yes um it just because the the plays are there to be made we just got to make them and i and the reason why i say they can be fixed worst case scenario it's just it, we fix it with a quarterback change you know what i'm saying so i kind of left that a little vague and open-ended because it can be fixed. It's just a matter of do we fix it and whether it's with Milton or not. So I, I think you're correct because that was my worst is the overthrows. Yeah. This entire football team, I think we view them differently if they hit two of those passes. Yeah. Well, and those so are touch, it, they're touchdowns. Well, I like that you said that. I just want to say something real quick about that because what we're all not understanding, and I'm and I'm saying this to myself as well, those are the least percentage throws in football, right? They only hit if you hit it at like thirty-five to forty percent, you're a Hall of Famer. But because the farther you get, the less completion percentage there is. So you're right. If we just hit two of those, we're all thinking of this totally differently. Right, because then that would be two out of six. We're you know thirty three percent. We're not. We're going okay. Yeah, the other ones. Yeah, that, but we hit those two. We just haven't hit them. But that and that's Milton's mo, right? Like yep. if he hits one of those at the beginning of the pit game and it goes to seventeen nothing or something, like something crazy, 
or 14, nothing, whatever it would have been uh, that I I think the perception has changed about Milton, but Mm -hmm. if that is your, but if that is your MO and that's your bread and butter, yeah, you got to put butter on the bread then. Yeah. And and we, we have not seen that. So Hooker's going to get his chance and we're going to see if Harrison Bailey gets his chance tomorrow uh, at 11 a.m. Central time. But yeah, I think that's my worst is, is that these, this is the excitement of the offense. I think, man, this is a much better football team than it was last year. Uh, you got to yeah. be excited about what Hypel. You could have said the best thing is Josh Hypel. I mean, that you, I, I, I thought about that. But Josh Hypel has come in there in a very short time, and I think he's he made a tough decision with Salter, kicking his ass off the team because he needed to, yep. because he messed up uh, enough times and, and basically, you know, Salter basically put a middle finger to his head coach and says, I'm not going to listen to you. He had to have a hard decision because he would have been – we would have been talking about him too, Caden Salter, because of what he was coming out of high school and all of that stuff. And Rob brings up with a slim roster. You know, Heupel had not really been able to get his hands fully on this roster. He won't be able to till next offseason and then another couple of years, right, because recruiting is the the – uh, the life of college football, but uh, I, I like what Hypel's done. I've always been positive Hypel because yeah. I believe in that type of offense. And I finally, for the first time, I liked what Tennessee as a university did. I liked whoa, their whoa, approach. Whoa, whoa. We need to get a clip of this. No, <laughs> I, I, I've gone on record. I liked the approach. They have been throwing spaghetti at the wall for a decade plus. Yeah. Yeah. And none of it has stuck. Nope. So instead of going to get the Saban retread defensive coordinator that is old country boy Phil Fulmer's buddy that didn't work and ended up putting you in a worse spot, they went out and targeted a a program that was not at the SEC level, but that the wheels were turning. The, they were working. It was a machine, mm-hmm. right? The, the 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 they were we had seen that so yep. they went out and they targeted Central Florida and they got both of their guys. Yep. Will it work? I have no clue. I don't think Tennessee knows. We're not Miss Cleo. We can't see in the future. But yep. I at least respect the vision of Tennessee to go target a program and say, "Look, we got more money. We got bigger boosters. We got a better facility. We got a much bigger fan base." Which can hurt at times because of the way they act, but it's still, they can bring a lot of money. And when, if you're good, they will, they will carry you on a chair right yeah. down, you know, kneeling. Well, lane. And I'm going to elaborate on that. You know, another reason why I, I've always been on the hypo kind of bandwagon. He took it. He was comfortable where he was at. You're living in Orlando, Florida. You're making good money and you take a job and you don't even know the sanctions yet. We still don't know the sanctions from Pruitt's era. And he still took the job. That says something to me about his integrity. And I, and I love that. Because if I'm a parent of a kid that's getting recruited by Tennessee, how can you turn that down? You know what I mean? Like in the sense of him saying, I came to this place in the complete unknown, in the sense of how I'm going to be able to get this roster, because I might be, this might be, you know, Southern Cal of the 2010 where they get 20 scholarships. We don't know, right? 
him taking that in the unknown to me shows that he is dedicated to the university. And I like that. I, I will say this, and uh, those are all fair points. I think he came to the university because of job stability with Danny White. And you may if, very well be right. But Danny he, White, just, he can say what I said in the recruitment tool. No, he absolutely can. But I think he goes to Tennessee because Tennessee has been a turnstile for coaches, right? You've had five coaches yeah. in, in 10 years or 20 years. And we can pay Right? You, you, five coaches in 20 years. That, that, he went to Tennessee with the sanctions because Danny said, trust me, Look, I may fire you one day. I don't want to, but that's the industry. Yeah. I'm going to at least give you a little bit more time if you run the program the way that you ran Central Florida's and you get Tennessee back to relevance. Will Josh Heupel be a national championship head coach? I, I don't know. We don't know. But I think he can, and I've been on record as saying this, I think Josh Heupel can get Tennessee to win nine games. And if you win nine games – you can win 10 or 11. Yeah. You can. Because you can, at that point, you're always going to have that. Like I said last week, uh, post game, you are going to have one game a year that you are not supposed to win that you pull out. You've got to have that to win, to win championships. You have to have that. 98, we, Tennessee never should have beat Arkansas. Dude fumbles the ball trying to keep his knee up. We get the ball back. We win the game. You're always going to have to have that to win a championship. And so, I mean, I agree with you on that. I just think that if – now, we, uh, I have been on record saying this about college athletics. College athletics is such a business that they will tell you anything on God's green earth to get you to come to their school, right? But you've got to kind of read between the BS to find out what's true and what's not. And I genuinely think that – he wanted to be back in major college football, Power Five, being at Oklahoma, being at Missouri. Now he can be a head coach at the Power Five at a school like Tennessee that is a place you want to retire. All right. That's why I think he took the job personally. Yes, I think Danny had a big, big help in that familiarity, you know, comfortability with him, understanding that he's a friend. Um, but knowing that, yeah, they can pay more money, but it's the challenge. And if you're in that business, you have to be willing to accept a challenge to when Nick Saban went to Alabama when Alabama was trash. Let's just call that like it is. He accepted the challenge of rebuilding that brand, right? So that's why, I, and this is just a personal opinion, that's why I think Heibel took the job as saying, you know what, I can be that guy for these kids. Keyword kids. I can help them get the kids that I need in-house. It's going to take me four or five years because we don't know what sanctions I'm going to get, but we're going to rebuild this and show people what Tennessee can be. And if it's me wholeheartedly believing that and I'm on that staff, that's my recruiting tool. That's all you got to say. Because if you're a parent and you don't love to hear that, I mean, I get goosebumps talking about it, right? If you're a parent and you don't love to hear that, then you don't need to be at Tennessee. Yeah, well, and it, he's. this is kind of the the caveat to to what I think needs to happen he can't start out of the gate and win nine games, or he nope. can't go. He can't go uh, six win season to nine win season back to six win season. That's where the fan base will clip you. You can't do you the whole much champ. You really want the you want to win six games this year because you don't. And I, I'm going to be the outsider guy that looks in and says, if I could write you a script, this is what you need to follow. 
you need to win six games this year, whether you go to a bowl game or not, because the sanctions, who knows, right? You're probably self-imposed and you just don't go. Six games. Next year, you need to win seven, and you need to upset a team and or take care of your business, honestly, and yep. beat Missouri and beat uh, Kentucky, beat Vanderbilt, and beat South Carolina. Those are four wins, and you got how many non-conference? You got to beat your, your pits. I don't know who the non-conference they play next year, but you can win seven games by just taking care of your business. By year three, that is when the pressure and the roster should be level enough to beat a Florida or Georgia or at least compete. You need to win, though. you got to win one of those. You have to. And you don't have to win the East in year three. You just have to beat Florida on maybe they have a down year or Georgia, their quarterback gets hurt or something. You get lucky, right, essentially. Alabama is going to be the hardest thing because they're always going to be on your schedule because the the rivalry stuff. But – and I don't know the the switch up because of Texas and Oklahoma, but that's the stair step process that I yeah. think is the perfect recipe for Tennessee to get back into a uh, a conversation. When you say SEC East, you say Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee. Right now, when you say SEC East, you say Georgia or Florida. Yep. Yeah, and so, it, it, it hurts. It hurts me to say that, but no, you're 100 percent right. Um, and that's I'm looking at Will Muschamp's schedule, you know, his wins, South Carolina. He goes six wins, nine wins, seven wins, and then year four, right down to four wins. So when you're in year four, and that's a, he shouldn't have made it as as long as he did. And that's the thing is like you're right with Hypo in year three, you've got to beat Florida, Georgia, if not both. In year four, you've got to be willing to compete for the East. That's yeah, the expectation. And you you can't restart anymore, right? Like the engine won't turn. No. Like the 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 guts of the machine are worn. You can't keep trying to restart it. And so you got to kind of keep it running for a little yeah. while. And that's hard to do in Tennessee. But if it, you it keep is. it running for four years, then you can get to your five and six. And if you have to fire a coach to get a better coach then that may be the case. And if Hypel is able to kick it in gear and start riding down the interstate, then you're good. But that you gotta you, you can't keep restarting. So well, hopefully and, this is the last restart for well, a while. Well I mean look at look at Southern Cal. Fire Clay Hilton after a one on one start, but it's the same thing there. Their expectation is like our expectation. They never got over the hump. I don't know exactly what year he's in, but it's like seven or eight or something like that. And he said, man, sorry, dude, we, we got to move on because we love what you're doing, but you're not producing the way we need to produce. And that's the same same expectation we have at Tennessee is I just don't – we can't let it go seven or eight years and not ever get over that hump like they did. You know what I mean? I think they waited a little too long on, on Clay. And so I, I think that we – I think you hit the nail on the head. Year four, you got to be willing to, to, to really make a charge, but you got to start beating people year three. No, I, I I think I think we'll we'll find out what happens quickly before we get to to good news. What do you think about uh, Florida and Alabama this week? You know, Alabama. I, I hate talking about them because they're just it's it's the inevitable. And what Nick Saban, as you mentioned before, he's built that. We didn't know that Alabama was going to become what Alabama has, but here they are, and they keep getting great players. But Florida. I mean, what do you – I'll ask you, what, as a Tennessee fan, what do you want to happen on Saturday? 
<laughs> you don't want to know. Um, both, both Everybody teams, get hurt? I don't know. I mean, I, you know what I mean? Both teams to lose? Can that happen? And not even a tie. Let's give them both an L. But uh, honestly, I, I really for the SEC East race, I really, I mean, I want Florida to lose because of the East. But you know, Florida, Florida is—they don't have a solidified QB either. So they're—they're they're not. It's not like they're, you know, just astronomically better than us. They don't have a—they have a quarterback situation that they're kind of going through as well. But uh, Alabama's rolling well, and this kind of leads into what you talked about earlier. The last time Alabama lost to an SEC East opponent. 2010 versus South Carolina. I remember that game. I remember 2010. Dude, we're in 2021. Oh, Steven Garcia. Yeah. Think about that. They so knows 30, Steven Garcia 31 did after game, that game. 31 straight games against SEC East without a loss. So does that streak end? I don't know. Do I hope it does? I also I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't know which team I hate more. Florida or Alabama? Like I don't know, so I'm I can't I can't really say who I want. I just I don't like either one of them. But that's a that's a crazy stat to me. That well, that is wild, and, and Alabama itself is just uh, ridiculous. I hope the game's close. I well, I have Florida to cover uh, fifteen, <laughs> which is crazy. I just want it to be close. Maybe the swamp has that. They got to keep Alabama's quarterback in the pocket and make him uh, throw tough passes in coverage and Alabama tends to get him outside and have him make the quarterback decision of running for a first down or throwing for a first down. And that usually ends up in a first down or a touchdown, which is even crazy. Yeah. So the, you know, what's crazy to me that Alabama spreads like (laughs) legit, they were 20 over Miami. I'm sitting there going, how, how do how do you you're you're that much better than everybody? <laughs> like, are you really that much better than everybody? Year think, to yeah, year, I think right the now? answer is yes. Yes, well, they it, are. It, it obviously is because they're covering those spreads. <laughs> like it's crazy. <laughs> I'll be interested to the Georgia uh, when if and when Georgia and uh, Alabama play. I'd be interested in that spread because of Georgia's defense. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's get to our final segment, and that is ain't that good news. <laughs> It's Friday, and that means ain't that good news. We end the week every single week on Good News Friday. So I'm going to put that to the chat. I'm going to comment and say, give us your good news in the chat. But Crompton, the floor is yours. Give us some good news on this Friday to send us off into the weekend. I like it. Um, good news is a, just personal. It's kind of a silly thing but it, you know me and my wife have all we've been wanting a husky for a long time and oddly enough we randomly found a red husky which is what we've been wanting at our local shelter so we adopted another dog um and the one we've been wanting that's the that's the crazy part instead of going to a breeder found one at our local shelter and rescued her and now she is uh passed out on our couch that's great what's her name hakuna matata hakuna matata i like yes it. Yes, we we like to give uh, some cool names in our household. So you were telling me a little bit about you have a, you have multiple dogs. Can you we have five? Can you yeah you have five dogs? What are what are their names? Uh, so we've got 
if I can't say them too loud because they might wake up and go crazy. Oh yeah, that's but, uh, right. right. We're, we're kind but, of they all, it's funny. They all have their original name and then just random names that they answer to. Right. But Oakley is our original one. And then we've got Knox, obviously Knoxville. Um, we've got Nola cause we love the city of new Orleans. We've got taco because of why not taco Tuesday. Right. So that's a, his actual name is taco Tuesday. And then now Akuna Matata. Man, this household knows how to name pups. I'll tell you that. So my wife is she's good at it. She's she's a veterinary practice manager. So she is she sees a lot of interesting names in the computer system. So we we just when they come home, we let them hang out for a few days and see the personality and just kind of randomly name them and see what they answer to. And yeah, that one kind of stuck with her. That's that's awesome. Uh well, that is good news. We're gonna get to the chat here in a second. Uh, for ain't that good news as we roll into our weekend. But first, I do want to talk about Renner's Warehouse. Renner's Warehouse, the professional landlords that you need. It's very, very simple. $89 a month can help you and do and take all of the hassle off of your plate. If you have a property that you want to rent out, just call Renner's Warehouse or go online at Renner'sWarehouse.com. They are Nashville professionals, Nashville's professional landlords. And $89 a month, what happens is, they set up great tenants with background checks. You, the management fee is very minimal. Like I said, $89 a month. And they take care of everything. They take care of collections. They make sure that it is in your bank account. And it creates another cash flow. That's renterswarehouse.com. Let's go to the chat a little bit. Aaron says his good news is he's getting off or getting a new back door on Monday. Zach Goodman says good news that the minor league baseball team here in Chattanooga, finally won on yes. Thursday night. The lookout. Right there. there you go. With well, the lookouts. That's right. Yep. Um, let's see here. Danny says, this is the last weekend before deer season starts next Saturday. Ain't that good news? That is good news. Big Ten Jeff says, good news. Ohio State is making defensive changes and has Tulsa this week <laughs> to try them out. So Big Ten Jeff's licking his wounds from the Oregon beatdown or – win i would say yeah. not beat down but win uh at ohio state this past week and then brent says good news is either florida or alabama will lose it. this weekend love it uh, optimistic yeah, I side i love it right that that is good my good news is is that for the first time in a long time i will have a full weekend that i will be in nashville i've been traveling setting up our da dallas uh market which is uh thriving and doing very very well but I'm going to have the weekend to sit back and watch college football. <clears throat> the NFL game is late, so we are we are doing a pregame show that I want everybody in Nashville to come out to, and that is for away games, we'll be at Mill Creek Tap Room right there on the screen. It's an awesome tap room. It's got tons of space. We'll be watching the games there. But tonight, I don't have any plans. My, my girlfriend's going to a, a concert with uh, some of her friends. Just hanging back. It's going to be a nice, relaxing weekend because I'll have to be back in Dallas uh, at some point uh, in, in the next couple of weeks. So uh, my good news, nice, relaxing weekend full of football there and using that BetMGM app, seeing if I could uh, uh, up the bankroll. There you That's, go. There you go. Uh, and then David says, charity golf tournament tomorrow uh, with his handicap. Uh, they should crush it. So, what's your, I, I got to know what's the handicap. I got to know what, what what's your yeah, number. I'd like, do you play? You play golf, Crompton? I do. I haven't got to play in a long time. I used to play a lot more than I have lately. Um, so I don't. I don't know what my handicap would be right now. 
Yeah, mine would be very bad. I, I, I don't. Hey, you, I, it, used, I, I, it used to be pretty good, but man, I hadn't. I, yeah, I hadn't played in a while. I got a tournament coming up in two weeks, though, so I should probably go play. If you there, you go. You get to the get to the range. Well, hey, special thanks to Jonathan Crompton uh, and David is a thirteen handicap. There you that's go. Not, that's not bad. No, no, I'll give, give you credit for that. That's not bad at all. But hey, Crompton, appreciate uh, appreciate you enjoyed this Vols talk going into a weekend where a lot of questions. I think. Look, I know they play Tennessee Tech, but the quarterback question, Harrison Bailey question. Yep. Uh, turnover question all of those will be answered plus florida and alabama we thank all of you guys for watching and listening and we will see you on monday adios